Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And if you missed our past couple episodes, number one, how dare you? And number two, you may not be aware that our precious Marin is out on maternity leave. But she insisted the show must go on. So I called upon two of my very best friends, Michael Lakos and Roger House, to help with our next series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's me. I'm back, baby. Oh, no, I was on a different podcast. <laughs> Michael doesn't know Same what day room, or time different it is. Broad, no. Nope. I was just too, I got too excited. This is going great. <laughs> Everything was different in your room. Hey, y'all, it's me, Mikey Lackos. No one's ever called him Mikey. This Nobody is Roger. calls him Mikey, and he doesn't talk like that, surprisingly. That's true. I mean, they're going to find out because they're going to, I'm going to be talking. You're going to get But serious? maybe they think that this was a, like a voice you were putting on just for this. Oh, come on. It's fun. <laughs> Everybody listening right now is like, that guy's fun. No. no, nobody's thinking that. <laughs> I just shook my head. I need to get you. I need to get used to like you guys can't see me, but I'm going to be shaking my head woefully at Michael, at mm-hmm. Mikey, for the next however long this lasts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so Michael and I became obsessed with each other when we met at Second City in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our classes merged, mm-hmm. and it took us maybe two or three weeks, and we were like, "Oh, you're yeah. my best friend." It, like it just kind of happened. Yeah. I remember specifically we had to do an exercise where, um, I don't know, it was like a weird debate and I had to Mm -hmm. be like against or for something. And for the record, I'm not for this, but I, for the exercise, I had to say I was for clubbing seals Mm -hmm. and we thought it was very funny, which it was not. (laughs) Yeah. But we were laughing really hard. And right there. It sealed the deal. Yeah. Sealed the deal. Literally. Mm -hmm. What a bummer for me, personally and professionally, to have to hear that. And Roger and I go back further than that. Oh, yeah, we've been friends longer, but But we had a slow burn. Yeah. So some of you who listen to this podcast know Roger from our Christina Applegate episode, where he declared his love for Samantha Who. Yeah, yeah, and Christina Applegate. Yeah, in general. Yeah. But we actually met on the internet. Yeah. Like, almost 10 years ago. Oof. That hurts my feelings. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Well, it wasn't AOL. (laughs) We're not, we're not like 35. They got in their gateway computers and they <laughs> booted them up and got into the computers. Ga- we we hacked in. Computers. That's how Do we you met know each how other. The internet they works. In. Yeah. You don't know. It goes up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And comes back down. And okay, so Natalie and I, I was roommates with a girl who was very, I guess, arguably was very similarly. Uh, aesthetic. I don't know. She looked a lot like Natalie. So Roger has a type. I do, I do, I do. She was my only other, she was my only other roommate ever. She was your girlfriend at the time, right? One hundred percent not true. <laughs> only one of us in this room pretended to be attracted to women for a while, and it ain't me, buddy. <laughs> it was Natalie. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's me. That's true. It was Natalie. Um, no, but Tessa was like petite and blonde and like too cool for her own good, and we met in uh, the dorms during orientation when I made a joke about Gary Busey. Uh, and she My thought soulmate. it was funny. Yeah, I mean, well, you guys were you guys were friends online already. And at the time, I had a MacBook. She had a MacBook. We were very cool. Uh, me and Natalie. <laughs> but you could only eye chat through MacBooks. And so Tessa came into my room one night, and she was like, "Hey, I have this girl that I know from online, but we've never really gotten a chance to talk. And if you could set up an eye chat, that'd be super cool." So because I'm like very giving and generous and wonderful, I did it. 
And then she immediately left the room. For, I don't know where she went. I don't know what she was doing. She was like very like. She was just so thrown off that we looked like it was like a parent trap situation. Mm, she yeah. was like, I can't, I'm not getting yeah, caught Yeah, she right couldn't now. deal with it. For a second I was like, oh, she left the room and now Natalie's here like, is Natalie real or is it Tessa both times? And it wasn't. But uh, she left the room and I had to say hello awkwardly to Natalie and like entertain her for a few minutes. And then you added me on the Facebook. Yep, the Facebook. Um, she found me almost immediately, which was very creepy, but also like the right kind of creepy because she's pretty. You know what I mean? Um, and then so we became friends on Facebook. I was recording YouTube videos alone, it sat in my apartment in Oakland at the time. And you and your roommate at the time were recording YouTube videos. Right. You posted a link on your Facebook and I saw it from my Facebook and I clicked it and it was of a video of you guys and I was like, well, this is stupid. We should be best friends. I remember you left us a response video and it was, you were playing like songs from a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. You talked about the Jonas Brothers, which were big at the time. And we were yeah. like, who is this person? Well, not just He's big magical. At, not just, one, oh, God bless you. Two, not just big at the time. Like this, so the video that I responded to was something they, they had called affectionately the Boneyard. Oh, yes. And it was things that gave you guys boners. Right. And so I took all the things from that video that like spoke to me as a person and I put them all together and I created this this response video. And then like seven months later, I was coming to Chicago for the first time ever. And I was like, hey, can I stay with you? Because I'm like poor. Because guys, it was the 90s. No, it was the. It was, it like was the, not. It was like the late 2000s. Um, but no one says that, so I said the 90s. But anyway, I came out and I stayed with you guys because I was very poor and nobody murdered each other. Yeah. And we've been friends. Ever since. Ever since. It worked out. I forgot Kaylin and I, my old roommate at the time, did those Boneyard videos, which is actually a lot like fangirling. Yeah. Oh, it was super fangirling. So it makes perfect sense to ask the question now, what are you guys fanboying over this week? Mm. Hmm. That's <laughs> a good question. I was not expecting that question. <laughs> okay, so... I think you guys know that I drink a lot of LaCroix water. Well, they do now. We know. Sparkling waters. And so I'm a bit of a LaCroix traditionalist in the sense that I only drink the <laughs> the regular sized can, one flavor cans. Okay, but just know that made you sound like a total douchebag. I'm, I'm really aware. I would like the record to reflect legally for the internet that that Michael saying that he is a LaCroix traditionalist is not the whitest thing I've heard him say. No, but for all my people out there who know what I'm talking about, like they're like, mm-hmm, they're like nodding along. Okay. They, they get it. Go ahead. They get it. Anyway, so I have a friend named Carlin, what's up girl, who drinks the tall boy, like multi-flavored LaCroix. I've, she's been bringing them around me for a year now. Saying, try this, try that, drink this, and I'm saying, no, I'm I'm sticking them. I like, I know what I like, and I like these regular liqueurs. Well, because <laughs> I was watching her apartment this past weekend, and that's all she had in her fridge, I had one. Okay. And I liked it. You loved it. And I couldn't stop. I drank her whole goddamn box. Did you? Of Lacroix. You drank the whole box. I had to go to the grocery left. store and refill her fridge. That's wild. With Lacroix. With those special right. tall LaCroix. Do you know the flavor? Yeah, it's cucumber, blackberry. I don't even like cucumbers. Well, no one like likes a cucumber. Yeah, yeah, people do. People aren't like, oh, you know what I could go for right now? <laughs> a cucumber. Nobody wants that. Uh, anyway. Like pickles. She now I'm now I'm like, I need that cucumber blackberry LaCroix. 
I love it. I need to try. I need to have a whole can. It's really blown my world. Oh, you just said like a taste. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. What about you? I don't like LaCroix. Um, and I'm realizing that's not the question you're asking. I, so the thing that I'm fanboying over is uh, that this girl, actually, I had a different answer, right? Because we like prepared a little bit for this. I know it doesn't seem like it, but we did. And I had a different answer prepared. But then my Spotify new releases thing alerted me to the existence of a girl who I think is living in Germany, but is British. And she's at least half black because the Wikipedia was out of date by like several years. But her name is Arlissa. She has a new song called New Love. And there are some older songs that like, they're just, all, they're all singles on Spotify. So A-R-L-I-S-S-A. She's great. She has a crazy powerful voice. And it made me feel a lot of emotions on my drive back from the desert from visiting my mom this weekend. And Ooh. I just screamed the whole time. It was great. Listen to one while uh, sipping on a LaCroix cowboy. <laughs> I don't want my thing to be associated with your thing, but you can do those <laughs> activities separately. And if you would like to do them together, I guess that's cool, but I don't endorse it. Great. <laughs> Natalie, your turn. Okay, I am fangirling over something that happened in our work parking lot a couple weeks ago. Um, so I go on a daily walk with a couple of my coworkers. Mm-hmm, healthy. Yeah, and we go out, I go outside, and I'm like, you guys, wait a second, was that Martin Sheen? No. What? Okay, so I, there's a post-production office a couple buildings down, so I think he was leaving there. But Martin Sheen was in our parking lot, and we made eye contact because he knew that I knew. That he was Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like slowly got in a car with someone and drove away. But that's the last thing I ever expect in my work parking lot. How slowly did he get into the car? It was actually pretty slow. That's weird. He had sunglasses on. He looked pretty cool. Okay. I respect that. I mean, I know he's got a real boner for post-production, so. <laughs> do you? Sense. How do you know that? Based on what? Makes sense. What uh, information? It's just a known thing. It's a known fact. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a known fact. Everyone in Hollywood knows. You are staying with us in Hollywood. <laughs> for, I'm preparing for a well, role. We don't know what he's, <laughs> we don't know what Michael does during the day. He's finding role. out secret information. Yeah. It's just Martin Sheen facts. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah, I run a website. Yeah, Grace Martin and Sheen Frankie facts. does film by our house, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel I feel strongly that that makes that that's that holds water. Okay, are we ready to talk about today's <sighs> topic? Okay, first of all, Sex and the City. This is what we're talking about. I think it's one of my favorite shows, one of your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. But there would be no Sex in the City without the Sex in the City book by Candace Bushnell. Which I would have read if I could read. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to ask, have you read it? So I guess I'll just ask Roger. <laughs> so, yeah, my answer is like a, like a strong no, because I... <laughs> Functional illiteracy is real, <laughs> and it affects a lot of people every day. Okay, Roger, have you read the book? Uh, I didn't. I read. I only read the Carrie Diaries. What? That makes sense. <laughs> we will get into that later. Foreshadowing. Oh no. I remember. <laughs> I remember listening to the audiobook during my job as a paper shredder. Really? Oh. Um, and I remember not enjoying it that much. Which is oh. interesting. Well, I know there's like I don't know much about the book, but I know that there's a few like pretty big differences. Like Samantha is British. Yeah. 
Oh, that's off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when did you guys get into the show? I, for sure, got into it late later on in the series because, I mean, full disclosure, I just, like, wasn't old enough uh, to stay up, and we didn't have HBO for a long time. And then our, like, TV package changed, or we got, like, a 24-hour, 48-hour preview thing, and I was just old enough to, like, stay up that late on the weekends and, like, watch it illicitly because there were, like, boobs. Um, which I wasn't interested in, but I understood were not something that I should be interested in right. and would be, like, suspicious. <laughs> so I uh, stayed up and I would watch that. And I, I think the ones that feel the most nostalgic to me, the episodes, is we were, like, kind of rewatching it and, like, I have the whole set and the DVD case and the whole deal. I'm very committed. I watched a lot of The Carrie Diaries. I'm so committed. Um, but it was probably third season on, and I think I watched, like, fourth Fifth, like that's live. pretty early though it was I mean it was pretty I was like I was raised by a bunch of my parents are much older they're in their 70s and so I I was kind of like surrounded by these adults and I wanted to like know adult things and Ooh. Sex in the City is full of adult things so that's it right. kind of helped me bond with my brothers and sisters who were in their late Se- 30s <laughs> 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 Sex and Cities adult things uh-huh yeah that's the tagline yeah. on the box when you buy it what yeah. about you Michael uh well, when the show was on, I was very straight. So I was like right. playing sports. Well, other people thought you were very and straight. And chasing after girls, stuff like that. Praying you didn't catch them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I mean, I was like aware of the show and I, I was aware that it was like had won awards and stuff. But I, ne- I it just it seemed like an impossibility to like actively watch it because I was at home. So. Like some like my mom would be like, "What's that?" I have to be like, "I don't know, mom." Porn. It Oops. came on. <laughs> like one time she walked. I was watching TV. Like we had this upstairs room, and I was watching TV, and the Lady Marmalade video came on. Oh, very oh yeah. Scandalous. She walked in, and I was like, "Mom, I don't know what I'm watching." Like it just came <laughs> on. Like I felt the need to be like, "I'm so sorry, mom." I don't even know what this that was like means. MTV. Yeah, like she was gonna be like Michael, turn that. Up. Like she's not conservative <laughs> at all, but like I don't know. What. What's a boostie? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, Mom, I don't know what this is. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if I could, I would tell you I'm not interested, but then I, that's a whole other deal. You were interested just into the Christina's was, vocals. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but so I've, I think I started watching. It was like 2009, 2010, and the show. So the show was like long over, but I would get the. It was still when you had to get DVDs through Netflix. Like, you couldn't oh, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Streaming didn't Netflix. exist. Yeah. yeah, and I remember being in college. It was, like, my junior year, and I would get the DVD every Friday, and I would, like, run home and open my mailbox and just, like, feel like a wave of joy. And Wait, then I would like go Like a upstairs. single DVD with, like, four, yeah, episodes, yeah. Like one four DVD. episodes on yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Like, I had to watch it, like, and it was kind of made it so much better because... Yeah. And even now, I like when shows like are spaced out because I just the anticipation like you had to know, found out, you know, you had to find out what was. You could have that like you had to wait to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just man, it was it was just like a fun time in my life because I was like in college and. I will say I would be disappointed in like a binging if if the ability to binge it were there at the time. That's what I would have done, and it would have been disappointing because, as much as like everything happens and I'm very invested in all of like the white problems I also realize that like nothing really happens so you, I think you need the space I think you need yeah. 
the time between episodes and kind of like between the series, like the seasons, to kind of f- feel the weight of it and get excited. Because that's, otherwise, I think you could run through it and then just be done. I watched it much like Michael. I think I started watching like through the second half. Uh, my mom was getting the DVDs, but we did not use Netflix. We used Blockbuster's DVD mailing Ooh. service. What's a Blockbuster? <gasps> Please Girl. leave. Well, that's you obvious. cannot disrespect Blockbuster on I'm, this podcast. I'm very young and I don't understand what a Blockbuster <laughs> is. So if you could explain it to me, that'd be great. Roger's four, by the way. I'm four yeah, and a half four years, years old. old. I was dropped off here by my mother. <laughs> he's really mature. I'm, I'm sure you were exactly like this when you were four years old. Yeah, that's probably true. I was for sure. Yeah, a lot of the things that checks that a lot of the things <laughs> are the same. Okay, so. The Sex and the City book is really just a collection of essays from the New York Observer, and it's loosely based on Bushnell. She basically says Carrie is her alter ego, which I'm no no judgment, but she wishes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And what's crazy is Darren Starr like, contacted her to get the rights for the show, only was paid $60,000 for the rights. Gave it away oh, wow. immediately. But I mean, she if she's anything like Carrie, she had a lot of bills to pay. Do you know what I mean? So she was like, I need this money and I need it now. I need shoes. <laughs> so Darren, offer me whatever you want. I need to not be homeless. Yeah. And other mind-blowing thing about this is um, there was an offer. Or they were talking to ABC for the show originally, which is insane. ABC is so clean cut. There's no way this would have worked. No. There, it happened. It's called Lipstick Jungle. Well, that was NBC. I know, but that's what you it would have been like. The one that was on ABC. There was, a, but there was a Sex and the City knockoff that was on ABC, and it starred Lucy Liu and three other people I don't care about. And it was super well, so great. Was, and they're all like, the same. But it happened at the same time. It was four girls. One was a redhead. One was Lucy Liu. One was a brunette. One was a blonde. Yeah. And it was in competition. I think almost directly, maybe on the nights that it aired. With Lipstick Jungle, I was mad at Lipstick Jungle, even though it was from Candace Bushnell. I was like, I don't care. I want Lucy Liu yeah. to have the most success. Because even then, not not a lot has changed. I've always You are dedicated to Lucy Liu. It's oh, really I love, impressive. Oh, my God. I love Lucy Liu. Oh, Jesus. Foreshadowing. Because she comes up later. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does come up she later. She will come up later. Um, another thing, like in the development, is that Darren Starr had Sarah Jessica Parker in mind. Which oh. she was... She was an act like a well-known actress, yeah. but I find that really surprising. Maybe not. You think? I don't know. I feel like, especially in the pilot, her look is very Sarah Jessica Parker. She becomes Carrie later. I yeah. think. I I'd be I don't know because everybody has their own thing. Like whenever I think of like people when I'm writing something, I always whenever there's a mom, I'm like, oh, it's Sally Field. You know what I mean? That's because, a, Michael's a writer. By but the way. there's just some like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm right. Well, so, also, Sally Field reminds you of your mom. Yeah, but it just, <gasps> so, that's uh, so like, it but he, but like, he might have some, he might have had Someone, some like lady in his life that had like curly, curly hair. And then, so he's always, you know what I mean? Like, you just see certain yeah, people and you're just like connect the dots. That might be just one of those weird If he things. was just a fan of the book, too, like, I'll put uh, an actress in my head as I'm reading a book. Just as a person who like exists on the planet, yeah. Not one who's like but planning she, a, a TV show. She was reluctant to even do this pilot because she, she didn't no, want to get beggar, involved right? into television. Oof. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a mistake that could have been. At the time, TV was not what it is today. No, HBO at this time was like big sporting events. Like mm-hmm. it was very much guy TV. This was one of their first like 
scripted like television shows, yeah. right? If not the first. So it's first. probably a big risk for HBO. For us all. For us all. But like after she was reluctant to do it, she did the pilot. She didn't really want to do it after it was picked up. And Kim Cattrall turned down the, like the show three times because she thought she was too old to play the part. I mean, the, so I feel like right from the get go, it was kind of hard just to get casting. Well, I mean, watch the first episode, and I would have said no to <laughs> honestly if I had acted through that episode and then seen a cut. Okay, we're gonna get into this pilot because I think we're not huge on it. There are a lot not of raw, big fans. There are a lot of raw fans, but I think we should get into the girls first, the main characters, That's fair. the gals. Ooh, I hated that. <laughs> Okay, so we have, of course, Carrie Bradshaw. CB? Uh, nobody calls her that. Nobody says that. Oh, we do now. It's a new thing. You opened your mouth, and I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I didn't think it was that, and I'm disappointed. CB? Okay, so she writes a column, mm-hmm. Sex in the City. She's like a party girl. For like the New York Daily the Star. New York, or New York yeah. City so, newspaper. Yeah. You know, her column was originally called Fucking in New York. No, it was not. Who are you? <laughs> you know, there was a, there was like some weird sex toy called Sex in Her Shitty. No. <laughs> oh, no. That's really upsetting. Anyways, so Sorry, she's like a, a... I made a joke. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> she's a party it, girl, fashionista, like it, she's living her best girl. life, I think. I think almost, I think you have to consider her like a sort of current it girl because she gets into all the new places at, like as they open. Yeah. I mean, she's got a lot of connections. Like, Samantha's PR Yeah, so Samantha Jones, does go she bigger. works in PR. Yeah. She's, like, very promiscuous. She's older than the rest of the I girls. Think sex positive may be better than promiscuous. Yeah, yeah. in our current sex times. Positive. Sex positive. PC for CB and yes. S. Nelly Furtado, <laughs> promiscuous girl would be That was her song during girl. the 2000s. It'd be that. Would it be that? Uh-huh. Let's go. But she's... You know, super confident, yeah, strong, loves a power suit and a bright color. She's a just a badass female. Do you think that she's the most confident because she is the oldest? Interesting. No, no. hard no from Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I'd say no. Okay. I think that, and I also, well, we haven't announced her yet. Let's go. Let's. We'll who do you want to well, talk about say next? That my. My girl Miranda Hobbs yes. also is really confident when it comes to things like her job. Yeah, she is a yeah. lawyer. And her smarts. Which are part of her job. They're tied to her job for sure, yeah. 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 I think she's a pretty confident lady too. I think they're all confident. I wouldn't say our next Maybe. the last one, Charlotte York. I don't think she's the most confident. For sure. I not. think she has her moments. She has her moments, but I think she always has to like build up or learn. I think they're all sure of things, but I think that, like, Samantha is for sure, and not just about her sex positivity, but, like, she's the most unapologetic of mm-hmm. all of them, about all the kind of the facets of her life, like, even throughout the series, whether it's, like, having to, like, get glasses because her eyesight's going or, like, doing whatever. Like, it's all, like, every single thing, even when it's not related to sex, was very, she was very sure that, like, the choice that I've made is the right choice, maybe even if it wasn't. Yeah, and Charlotte's super conservative, very traditional, like, looking for A white the knight. love of her yeah. life. Yeah, like, I, almost polar opposites, but not exactly. At some point when I, we were watching... We watched a bunch of episodes to like get back into the swing of this. 
And in three on three different occasions in the notes for the episodes I put, are, are Samantha and Charlotte even friends? Question mark like was something that came up quite a bit because it just doesn't seem like <laughs> like yeah. they are. Like they're very very like just if they're like, not in the group. Yeah yeah like because you see I don't know you see things with Miranda and Charlotte you see things with Miranda and Samantha and obviously Carrie is the best friend to these three people. Um, She's but the rock. She is their rock. Yeah. And she is their Dwayne Johnson. He's who holds me together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it, it, I don't know. It just, it seems like their their friendship was the the, the the thinnest of the bunch. Yeah. So I would agree. So maybe that's, maybe that, a reason for that is the opposite thing. Cool. Cool. Great. Let's do this. You want to talk about the pilot? Yes. Oof. <sighs> okay. Well, the intro is, well, at least when we rewatch, we get the classic intro. We get Carrie in an iconic tutu. Mm-hmm. We get her post- Five dollars or something, that tutu. Yeah, so the tutu cheap. is only five dollars. It was originally going to be a blue dress. You can see this on YouTube, and it's, it's very off-putting because the intro is like a skyline. The sky is very blue. Her dress is blue. It doesn't pop. And that tutu was so smart. And Carrie, um, Carrie, Sarah Jessica Parker and Patricia Field had to fight to get this tutu in the intro. Yeah, I bet they also had to fight for the man who walks past her, who's wearing like gray chinos and like a transparent black shirt, like what? a muscle shirt. I don't think I've ever only? noticed. Some, somebody else. Michael out there went has from pretending to be straight to being the gayest person I've ever met. <laughs> There's a guy who walks right. He can clock up. There's a guy who walks shirt right past her. He gets like a full. You can see his full body. And he is just he's wearing like a mesh before the bus splash or after shirt. the bus splash. Before. Before. That's kind of the perfect acting job. Isn't it? And then do yeah. you get paid every time? I would assume you get something. That'd be so. great. Oh, my God, please. Okay, well, not only that, there's the music, which I have mixed feelings on. I hear it now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Sex in the City's on, but I don't think it's that great for a theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm feeling it. I see you, you know it. I like know it, but do I know it? Do you it? fast forward it? I've always, I've like, or I'll mute it to really? watch. <laughs> I love her in the tutu, and I don't love like an instrumental piano, whatever. Oh, I don't. You, you love always it? watch it. Yeah, it's like part of it for me. I've watched like thirteen or fourteen episodes in the past like two days, and it just got to be a little too much for me. Oh, I always do. That gets me in the mood. I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, Sex in the City time. Yes, Carrie, what are you writing about today, girl? Um, I do have a couple tidbits about. The intro. Um, well, for the theme song, Darren Starr wanted a Latin cocktail themed vibe, what? which makes <laughs> sense and it explains a lot why I don't like it that much. Yeah. Um, but the actual intro was inspired by that girl main title and Excellent. the Mary Tyler Moore show, which I know Ooh. Roger's a big fan. I love both of those things because Marlo Thomas and Mary Tyler Moore are, are and were two true gifts to us all. Um, yeah. And I would argue that. Based on knowing that information, <clears throat> excuse me. Based on knowing that information, I like Sex and the City's intro less because those two were delightful. So. Yeah, 
And they Bummer. had great outfit montages for Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, the, the fur. The coats. The come on. Get out <laughs> the of here. Come on. The come on. Get out of here. There's a tiered, you guys, on Hulu, there's a bunch of Mary Tyler Moore episodes. Only the first three seasons because there's a crime and it's been committed by Hulu. But I, uh, <laughs> there's a tiered fur that she wears. It's like color blocked and it's so sixties. and she's walking through a park, probably in Minnesota, probably not. And it's just beautiful and perfect. And Darren Star wishes. Yeah. He wishes. Honestly, yeah. So. It's so short, you know? I feel like you don't get enough of Carrie's personality like you do Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. And, well, I think Mary Tyler Moore also had the benefit of lyrics, to be fair to that. It's a full minute because when you hit fast forward, because sometimes I had to because I mainlined a lot of those episodes at once. Um, When you hit fast forward on Hulu, at least when I do. For my on my television, you hit the hard right, and it goes exactly a minute jumps, and I could skip the entire intro. <laughs> Once I had watched like four in a day. Theme songs just aren't what they used to be. No, I want a five-minute song, an I entire wa- montage. I mean, I want a thirty. I want a thirty-second song that is a real song somewhere that I can like listen to in my car, like a full-length version. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, like theme songs are still. I think. They're still really important. If anything, the visuals are what people are putting all their time into. But the theme songs are still like Game of Thrones theme song. I don't watch that. No. It gets me every time. And I know it gets everybody else, too. I mean, <laughs> I can, I can sing the whole theme song in my head. I can do all of Mad Men. I, can, I mean, the good ones stick yeah. in your head. They're like powerful for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Golden Girls. See, I have like a lot of Golden Girls, Full House, Family Matters, which yeah, might I'm be the same about, like, song. now. The ones that are on TV now. I see. I feel like I can. I can't Those even were name from the golden age of like five songs. of today. Um, I've been watching a lot of iZombie lately, and that that was my original fangirling answer. And um, that is a real song that then, which is like Rob Thomas from from Veronica Mars fame. Not he the did, singer Rob Thomas. No, 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 no. Although he was in the he was in one of the seasons. Spoiler Shut alert. Up. Yeah, and he dies. He fully dies, and they eat his brain, and then they do an acoustic concert using his abilities because. <laughs> When you eat someone's brain, you get their abilities. Never watching that show. Well. Well, I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones or even. <laughs> um, I did not have you guys on here to fight. Oh, I mean, you definitely did. I mean, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, will, did. I want drama on Natalie lives for drama. She's a messy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, something else about this intro before we finally get into the pilot. <gasps> the Twin Towers are in it. Yeah, and they do, they do remove them after, after they're gone. Yeah, yeah, after they're gone. Yeah. Do you have you ever noticed? Wait, I didn't notice until I read it. In the main thing, like you can see over like over well, the yeah. skyline, you can see, but they remove them after when the because I think it's season four or five. They come back and the twin towers are gone because they've been yeah taken down by taken out by terrorists, and they remove them from the title card as like a sign of respect. Because why would you want to look at those things that make you yeah. sad when you're going to talk about like dicks? The Simpsons had an episode where Homer, the Simpsons are in New York and Homer has to go back and forth between the towers and they didn't air that for years after. I'd be really interested to know like if they talked about even, because they don't really talk about anything outside of their world. Like they don't talk about anything that would relate to well, what's actually that's going on. super interesting because everyone says New York is the fifth character of the show. Yeah. yeah. And they just kind of avoid because, that altogether. You know what? That's I'm wrong because there there's that line where she's she's talking about like Giuliani like gets rid of all the homeless people. Do you remember that line? Yeah. 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 But I think it's interesting that they didn't 
Not even. I mean, they didn't even mention they had. There's like a whole episode that was like dedicated to New York after that happened. Yeah, and it doesn't talk about it at all. No, I don't know. Okay, the pilot. Ooh. Yes. I'm gonna read the episode description. Ugh. Read it, girl. <laughs> I will. Carrie Bradshaw lives in Manhattan and writes a column called Sex in the City. At a birthday party for Miranda, Carrie and her friends decide to start having sex like men, meaning without emotional attachment. Carrie sets up Miranda with her friend Skipper. Okay. That's you know, they're, given they're, they're, right, real, they're real off. bad at having sex with men without emotional attachment. Oh, yeah. It That's does not work out. Is Samantha. And even then, sometimes she gets caught up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard. Hoof. And that guy with the tiny dick. I would love to read the script for this. Yeah, like because just, some of it just feels yeah. some of it feels so like when she does her little asides and stuff. Well, like okay, if you're so reading they, it and you're thinking, I don't know. They break the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, which is something that ends by the beginning of season two. They were like, hey, this is a mistake. But it we goes, have to stop doing I this. I don't know if they went, hey, this is a mistake. That feels like a lot of self-awareness for a show that went like a good 15 episodes. And it wasn't just like the main characters, you guys, because at some point Carrie's stuff just becomes her like asides just become voiceover, which works and is great. And it supports the show. And like I would say argue makes it better. But it's like randos from the street. It's like a documentary about living in New York and having sex in the city. Yeah. Michael and I just watched the pilot. Um, right before we started recording. and I was there for the last half of it. You were there for the end. That's when I ate that pizza ta- too fast. I'm talking about the beginning. Okay. And you were not present. Fine. <laughs> I was in traffic because I have a job to do. <gasps> Rude. That job is being a loser. <laughs> oh. Okay. But the characters at the beginning of the episode aren't even main characters. Yeah. It's just Carrie telling a story also, about Also, the two entire people. first part of the episode is not about any of them. It's about the yeah. British lady. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's interesting. Candace Bushnell really wanted a British woman in the show. <laughs> yeah, she was like, this is my job. And if you look at it, I don't know how long it took from like pilot season to getting picked up and starting like to shoot, but Seems Sarah like a Jessica time. Parker looks 10 years younger by season one, episode two. She looks rough. Also, her apartment, completely different apartment than the second episode. Yeah. But that she happens. She lives above yeah, a coffee shop. Yeah, that makes shop, more sense. But she doesn't live in her Bronson. But what I'm saying is we've missed both a moving episode. We missed both a moving episode where she could be like, oh, my landlord is so hot. Whatever. Well, no. Later- and we also missed a makeover episode. Later in, this, later in the yeah, series, it's established makeovers. that Carrie's been in that apartment for a very long time. It's the only thing, the only thing that makes sense about her living in that in that space is the idea that she started living in that apartment in like the late 80s when it was like when Greenwich Village was not like a crazy nice place. And that's how she could afford this apartment. And it's rent controlled and has been forever. So, like, I sort of get it, but I feel like I didn't need a moving episode. No. I'm saying that we could have gotten one. Yeah, we could have had and a makeover montage. For continuity. They sake. could have gotten to SeaWorld, but they didn't. I mean, I would have liked that. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I want a, I want a Disneyland episode. <gasps> they would hate Disneyland. If they had been on ABC, exactly. you know what would have happened. I mean, for sure, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, you guys just you don't know, have to You make know sense. Samantha would have had sex with Mickey. She would have tried it, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's disturbing. It would have yeah, been but it's great Samantha television. Jones. I don't think she's a furry. Like, I don't she's think not a furry, but she'd be like, who's underneath? Yeah, like like, like Miranda with the, the sandwich guy. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have sex with the sandwich guy, though, because she has self-respect. Well, 
unlike some people at this Roger's table. Roger's getting defensive. I just feel like I just I'm just saying I don't I don't think you sh- I don't think just because you can do something doesn't mean doesn't mean that you should. We're not. Just let us live our fantasies. Yeah, yeah, These are just wants. talking out just loud. You guys These, love are just Disney. Words. These, These are just words. words. These are just words. These are this just podcast, words. I said, These are just words. <laughs> Sometimes words hurt. One thing I was thinking during this episode, and most of the show, really, because this is a show Marin has not really seen, wow. which is why I wanted to do it with you guys. Marin, you've got it. some time. Watch so it with I your baby. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like, Sesame Street, Sex and City. Yep, that's All it. on HBO. Oh my God, perfect. That's true. But Marin would love the smoking in this episode. Uh, literally in my mind, I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why it's important that she smokes, but it's important that she smokes. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like gritty in a way it that looks, like makes sense. It looks cool. At the time, it was just still. Well, it was she like, was like cool. a new, like it girl, and then eighties. She had to smoke. You're smoking, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like a highlight of the episode, and earlier seasons just that she smokes yeah <laughs> it's it's really the fifth character the her plot, cigarette the plot points are garbage and we don't believe in any part of the choices that were made but damn she smokes and it's great that's right um also so funny that samantha's the one that discovers mr big and tries yeah. to get him big you know what I'm saying? so mr big <laughs> oh my god is <laughs> carrie's off and on love interest through the entire series but yeah, Samantha's the one in the first episode that's like, he's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. He's the she... next Donald Trump, she says. <laughs> the next Donald Trump. I recoiled and almost dropped my pizza. But he's the, so he's the next, John James Preston is the next Donald Trump. And Samantha actually tries to convince Carrie to go over to him. She offers him up to Carrie first. And then Carrie's like, nah. And she goes, well, if you're not going to, then I will. And she puts on lipstick ostensibly to go rub it off on his dick and it does not go well. He it says, does not go she well. She's like, cigars. yeah, cigar yeah. showing off. From Honduras. And she's like, I do the PR for this club. If you want to... I have a kid in the private room. private room. And he goes, no thanks. Yeah. And it's probably the meanest thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> it's the way... But it's the, his thanks. Yeah, no thanks. the disdain <laughs> that comes from that. I just feel like, oh, I would just jump off a building. <laughs> But yeah, so she but she handles it. She handles it pretty well. She just bones somebody else. But it's like it's not great. Yeah. It's not a, it's she not a bones somebody woman. else with a one hundred thousand dollar painting in their apartment. It was painted in nineteen eighty nine. I remember that Ooh. factoid. Because the year we were Charlotte ever found out about that. that I think that, I think Samantha that it's, I think it's a drama. I think it's a drama point of contention for episode two. But I don't remember because I haven't watched. I don't. I I try to avoid season one because it's very upsetting to me. The okay, whole, so you don't like season one at all. The fashion is gross. The, I don't think there's a lot of trust for Pat Field at that point. Um, the so it's like that's gross, and the, it just the all the camera talking really bums me out. Like all the fourth wall breaking and the random interviews, and it feel, I think it's supposed to feel like real sex, which I think was big at the time for HBO. Like that was a thing that they did. They t- like I think they were trying to do a scripted version of real sex, and it just really missed the mark, and it bums me out. And yeah. everyone looks terrible, and so I just I start I start with season two. It's interesting how we don't like the pilot. I don't know how well it was received, but how did it get picked up based on this one episode? I feel like they must have been really desperate. I, I think, think maybe just, they just saw potential of like trying something different. Yeah. I mean, they got lucky. It was great. They really super lucked out. Yeah. And I mean, it's HBO, so they could try and do whatever they wanted. Yep. And during the pitch meeting, you usually like are asked... 
what does this look like in the future? Like, I don't think that they just watched the pilot and were like, genius. They were like, we have a lot of questions. <laughs> um, what what does this look like in the future? And I think that they probably had really good answers because the writing in season one is not the problem, I don't I don't think. No. But I, I also think that's a, a luxury that most shows aren't afforded anymore. It's like you have to hit it on the head the first time out, whereas like a lot of shows could have the entire first season just to grow Parks and figure and out Parks exactly and what their say. voice was and the then whole... they and then they're amazing so like like Seinfeld was like that um a lot of like Will and Grace in the first season is like the, I so I don't know like if it was on today yeah I might... well, like, people would just been like what I think it's I think it was like for HBO and especially for I mean for ABC there was nothing on like it so there's that and then I think also for HBO it was such a new thing that I think that they were willing to overlook it and because TV just again wasn't as good then so I think the bar was a lot lower honestly like I can't I mean I would need to look at a list of shows that like originated in like the very early 2000s maybe 1999 what is I think it? it was 98 oh wow it's late 90s okay so yeah so I would have to, I would have we'd have to like look at a list of shows from that that very specific like year gap but I feel like TV was not as good so it was kind of a little bit you were coming off of like shows or in the height of shows that were all based on teens so there wasn't really any any rules for like what does a 30 year old woman want to watch true i mean i still don't know i'm under 30 so <laughs> i'm actually still a baby I'm, i was just born i'm under 30 roger is four years old and michael's a baby yeah who's got the hairline for it <laughs> As someone with receding hair, I feel the, completely the comfortable saying that nobody that. could see me. Nobody yeah. can see you, but now they They're have like, like very wild you could have, like, mental long, image. Long, luxurious hair. Nobody yeah. knows. You could, you could be a fucking Harry Styles for all I know. Can I swear here? I just swear. Yes, you okay, can great. Swear. Um, yeah, you can I think, I, I, think I have no, before. No, speaking too. of swearing, oh. one of the best, I think, most iconic lines do come from the pilot, though. Mr. Big. Have you ever been in love? Absolutely. And that's the end of the episode, and everyone's like, oh, what's this Mr. Big about, you know? Yeah. At least I, that's what I got of it. He doesn't have sex like men. Their goal is to have sex like men, and he doesn't. And Carrie's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I'm the love of your life. Like, basically. <laughs> he's, the pla- he's planning a seed for later. I- <laughs> Would you recommend it? Okay, if that's you were it. to recommend the show for people, like, say someone's listening, and they yeah. have not seen the show before. Would you say watch the pilot? Where you say like season two, but do you have a specific time? It's hard because so season two, the begin season two has a lot of really great episodes, and the first episode of season two is one of my all time favorites. But um, mostly because I think that they figure out a lot of aesthetic choices, and so the whole thing I think Sex in the City, as people know it now and remember it, started in season two. And because even like they're still they're still kind of breaking the fourth wall, but then it's it serves purpose. It like drives the plot forward versus in the first season. It kind of just seems to be there to be there. I actually think I started with season two. Like I think I was like, oh, like I'm going to sneak this into my Netflix queue and see what it's about. And then I just started and then went back and watched this first season. But I'm a I'm a like do the whole thing. I say start with start start in the beginning. Power through. Yeah. Because you already know, I mean, especially with shows that are already on. Like when I watch Friday Night Lights, the first season is I have not the, watched it amazing. Yet. But I still, speaking like, of my mom, okay, my mom watched it, and I've been talking about watching it on this podcast for a while now. But she, I ask her like, "Oh my god, are you loving it? Everyone loves it so much," and she just says, 
It's a lot of football. And so now I'm dreading it. Oh, no, Cindy, but come people on. Said, no, I don't people like, said that I don't it like wasn't about it. football. I've been told it was not about football. It makes you, it is about football, but so it's, but it's so more. No, no, no. Y'all, come on. Go on, we're listening. Texas forever. It's more about Texas the characters and their lives have football in it. But you care about the characters. You don't care much about, if you don't care about football and the ins and outs of the game, you care about the team, we the care people about in Connie the team. You, take, you care about the people. I get it. I saw the blind side, but like, I just want, <laughs> I need to know how much I'm supposed to be invested in like the rules and the game of, and the game no, of football. It does not, you don't, I mean, no. No. In the, in, in the first episode, the game, the only thing that matters about the game is that the quarterback of the team, and this is not a spoiler because it happens like the first 20 minutes, gets like, he gets uh, tackled too hard and is paralyzed from the well, waist down. Well, that sounds down. like we have to watch 20 minutes of football to find out he gets paralyzed. No. And you know, I don't I don't watch football. I don't like watching football. I, I don't know, but you like pretend. Friday Night Lights. I guess. Okay, I, okay. I'm skeptical. I... It'll think, happen someday. I think that... You guys so, are going to regret this conversation. I guarantee to, it. Back to Sex and the City. I think that I would, if I'm giving... Connie Britton would be really disappointed in you. Uh, we watched Britton, Nashville, so no, you sir. hush. I cried like a baby for days uh, when she... Things okay, happened. So things happened. Time spoiler, out. I'm time so out. We have to talk about Nashville. Okay. So, yeah, this Ooh. is a major spoiler. Stop now if you're watching Nashville. But um, Connie Britton's character passes away. And Roger and I were ugly crying on the couch together. It's bad. It was embarrassing. It's uh, Okay, I will say this. Uh, it's you get blindsided. She gets. Uh, speaking of the blind, talking about the blindside, talk about a fucking blindside. I was blindsided. She was blindsided. Literally, her car gets blindsided. She gets t-boned, and it's the second time for her. Yeah. This time the car doesn't even roll. She gets, she escapes. She gets better. She, she gets better. No, no, no. No. She escapes a stalker in yeah. the police car, like, and that's how she gets in the accident. The police car sirens blaring. Yes. Not just that. So much not happens just that. in it get, the 10 car gets minutes. Hit. Hold on. I know you have a question, but I need you to hold it. Because here's the thing. <laughs> the car gets hit. The police car gets T-boned as they're blaring towards, like, I don't know where the fuck. And they, she has to go to the hospital. She makes a recovery. She's up and getting <gasps> oh better. She's stable. Her daughter brings her little friends in to it's sing. It's class. It's the class is singing. Like, their choir group comes in to sing. And as they're singing to her, <gasps> she dies. She dies. It was out of nowhere. <laughs> She does. They're singing a song about like how much they love her that she like fucking wrote. Because the two little girls, Lennon and Maisie, are beautiful gifts from above. Even though one of them wears too much makeup for my taste. But like, live your truth and do whatever you want. But you're 14, and I feel bad for you. So, but just they're 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 so they're these two beautiful little girls. And the littlest one, my little baby, comes in and she sings with her class, and everything's going great. And then Raina starts to seize. Raina is Connie Britton's character, and she fucking dies right there in the middle of everything. And I have never been so sad. I. Was I? Oh, it was so stressful. And we have not watched Nashville since. We have not seen her funeral episode. I can't do it. I can't watch that funeral. I can't do it. Could you imagine if Connie Britton had been Samantha? Was that a possibility? No, but can you imagine it? <laughs> I can imagine that. I think I. I don't think so. I can imagine her yeah. as like a Charlotte. She'd be a killer Charlotte. She would have brought a lot no, more depth. No, to I don't Charlotte. agree. No, she's too strong. She's too strong. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think that Charlotte but is could, weak. Would a show allow two redheads? Let's be honest. Oh. Well, no, the, well, they wouldn't. Have, they just wouldn't have dyed Cynthia Nixon's hair, or they would have dyed it brown. Yeah, because she only had to not be blonde. Yeah, but you gotta have blonde. Cynthia. I mean, yeah, you gotta have Kim Chung. Where does it, this okay, is just for fun? Sorry. Yeah, 
It's just like a fantasy draft. Yeah. I got very hot talking about Nashville. Um, but anyway, back to the Sex and the City. I would tell you to watch all. I would tell you to watch two through six, and then go back and watch the pilot because I think that you can get through the pilot because of like the little Easter eggs you find. You understand? Out. I'm, yeah, yeah, about the show. But what about the relationships that are forming, like Big and Carrie, just in the pilot? I'm like, on team season. Start of season one. Because you already, and what I was saying before, it's like you already know because of all the like critical acclaim and awards and popularity that it the show is amazing but throughout. I don't know. So but you that's already not know for that. season one. So that's my only argument. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm saying watch it later. Okay. So maybe watch it starting a season two. It's up to maybe you. watch from the beginning. I think watch season one. Turn it on if you feel like you want to put a bullet in your brain. Yeah, if you're bored, go, go to, season to season two. two and then come back later. Okay. Work your yeah. way back. Drop some breadcrumbs. So it's just fun. watch it. Yeah, is what we're saying. Just watch. You it. should definitely just watch it. Just watch it. it. You, oh, you should watch it. Just do you it. Gotta. Put it on your list, just like how we have Friday Night Lights on our list. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime, because I know HBO mm-hmm. is a little bit tricky. But it's on HBO I watched it. also, if you have I watched it. some episodes today. I watched an episode at lunch today on my phone from Amazon Prime. It was great. You can borrow Roger's DVDs. Yeah, you his can't collection. Have a whole, it's, a fo- it's a pink, it's a hot pink faux suede like, book, and you open it up, and it's got like, and there's commentary from uh, Darren We're Starr just selling the DVD. <laughs> yeah, I really think you should it's buy it. It's an infomercial. You should super buy it. It's super great. And you I really like it. it. For just five installments of twenty nine ninety nine. You can buy it on martinmachinefacts.com, my website. <laughs> Backslash S-A-T-C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for this week. Um, next Friday, the three of us. Yeah. are going to be back. Yes. We're can you t- believe it? Maybe not Michael. We might yeah, maybe not Michael. We'll he's on see. Th- he's on oh. thin ice. But oh. we're going to talk about some of our <laughs> favorite episodes, the guys of Sex and the City. Ooh. Like, things man. are going to get crazy. Manly man. Well, not so, all manly, but manly. No, not manly. But they've got penises. <laughs> That's unkind to the transgender community. You do not have to have a penis to be a man. And if you have a penis, you are not necessarily a man. Charlotte, Charlotte posed as a man for that. That's true. She did. She did. Charlotte did a lot of posing. Remember yeah. for the other guy? She's a poser. She's, into art. she's a poser. You have that in common with Charlotte. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note. I'm real. I'm real as hell. If you guys want to send Michael hate mail, <laughs> you can you can email us at hellofangirls at gmail.com. Um, I actually would love it. Somebody just wrote, like, you dumb idiot. I'm composing a like, message I'd on frame my phone it, right I'd now. print it out and frame it. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be from <laughs> Michael. You dumb, stupid idiot. Yeah. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. Are you done pretending to hate yourself? <laughs> I love myself. It's not a pretend. You love yourself? Haley Steinfeld. Yes. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Okay. We're also on Instagram. At Fangirl Fridays Podcast, uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Twitter, FGF Podcast. So until next Friday. Yeah, we love y'all. Bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.